0: Helping nonprofit marketers, fundraisers, and leaders like you grow their revenue and impact so they can do more good in the world. This is the Build Good Podcast. Now here's your host, Mike Dirksen. Well, hello and thank you for joining me on the Build Good Podcast. This is the show for people like you who build a better world for all of us. Now, today's podcast is a solo cast. If if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that usually we we have guests with deep expertise on here. But every now and again, it's just you and me hanging out. And the reason it's a solo cast today is because I wanted to share something with you that that I think would be valuable to you right now. We are over halfway through the year, and I know a lot of you are already thinking of year-end campaigns and holiday campaigns, and you are planning out the last quarter of the year. And this is a great time to think about how you're going to try to win back lapsed donors, people who once gave to your organization, but for some reason, they haven't given in a while. Now, it's easy to forget about them, but I think that would be a tragic thing to do because you'd be ignoring people who have proven that they care about the issue your nonprofit is trying to solve in the world. And because ignoring lapsed donors is frankly also just leaving money On the table. So, today I'm going to share with you a three step framework that will help you put your best foot forward when it comes to winning back lapsed donors. So, let's get right into it. Here's how to win back lapsed donors. All right. So, you know, acquiring new donors is hard. I don't have to tell you that acquiring new donors is hard and it's expensive. In fact, most of the time you will lose money when you first acquire a new donor. You're going to spend some more money to acquire a donor than that donor is going to give you with her first gift. And then you're going to hope that she's going to make more gifts down the road. And hopefully you have a strategy for that in place as well. Now, if you look at your income for the year, chances are that all of your net revenue is actually coming from donors who have been with you for a year or longer, not from new donors. So if you look at all your income, your net revenue is likely coming from donors who have been with you for a year or longer and not actually from new donors. You're losing money on new donors. Now, I'm not saying you should stop acquiring new donors. Please don't. That would be a huge mistake. Uh, New donor acquisition is is key to achieving what we at BuildGood call predictable fundraising success. But today's topic is not about acquiring new donors. Today's topic is about the fact that you're probably missing out on one of your best sources of donor acquisition and that is your lapsed donor file. Now, some organizations consider donors to be lapsed if they haven't given in in 12 months. Others consider the the 18 or even the 24-month mark to be appropriate. Now, in our experience, most donors who have given in the last 24 months and who actually remember giving to you do not consider themselves lapsed, okay? So most donors going back up to two years, up to 24 months, um, if they've given any time, even if it was just once within that within that time, and they remember giving to you, they don't consider that lapsed. They don't go year by year. So whatever your definition is, know that your donors don't really follow that. So in terms of how they see their relationship with you, they might give to you every two or three years and totally consider themselves a supporter, an active supporter. So before we talk about the winning back lapsed donors, let's talk about why donors leave in the first place and why they become Lapsed now, if a donor decides to actually stop giving to you and they actually let you know like they pick up the phone or they email you uh, or, or they talk to you in some in some way you 're in luck because you have a chance right there on the spot to either one win them back by solving a complaint or an issue that they have if that 's the reason why they 're leaving. Or two, you can learn what you could be doing better to keep more donors. That's valuable feedback. If somebody's telling you why they're going to stop giving to you, um, don't be upset. That is a huge learning opportunity for you. It's valuable feedback that you should take into consideration. But most donors leave quietly. You're not going to have a chance to talk to them about why they've decided to stop giving. Most donors just leave quietly without ever saying a word They just slip into your lapsed file by not giving anymore. Now, Dr. Adrian Sargent actually studied why donors leave. He's got this study called Managing Donor Defection. He surveyed the lapsed donors of 10 national nonprofits to ask them why they stopped donating. And the top 10 reasons that people in this study uh, replied with was they could no longer afford to give. They thought the charity did not need them. Um, They never got information on how the monies were used. Uh, they actually have no memory of supporting the organization. They never got thanked for donating. They died. Um, they experienced poor service or communication, or they thought other charities were more deserving. Now, other than death and like financial hardship, the reason for lapsing uh, that these donors were indicating that they're entirely preventable if you just spend a little bit of time thinking about how to provide a better experience for your donors and how to win them back. Now, why should you win back lapsed donors? If they've stopped giving to you, clearly there's a reason. Why should we be spending time and money to try to win them back? Well, for starters, it's the right thing to do. Your lab's donors actually have shown that they care about your mission, or at least they once did, right? Like they raised their hand and they said, yes, you know, I'm going to help with this. Now they joined a cause, but then they quit an organization, which is yours, and you owe it to them to invite them back. You owe it to them to at least try. Uh, But also, it's just like the smart thing to do because it's less expensive to win back lapsed donors than than to get new donors. In a lot of the donor files we've seen, lapsed donors who come back are actually more valuable than new donors since they make larger gifts and also tend to have better retention rates. Now, their lifetime value is also higher on average because donors grow more valuable the longer they're with you, generally speaking. So they're more likely to make larger gifts, to stay with you longer. They're also more likely to become mid-level or major donors. So that is why you should be trying to win back lapsed donors. It's the right thing to do and it's the smart thing to do. But how can you win them back, right? That's probably a question at this point. And I am going to share with you um, the win back formula or, or framework that gives you the best shot at reactivating your labs donors. And you should know you're not going to reactivate all of your labs donors, okay? But you have a shot at reactivating some of them. Now, here's what many nonprofits do. They create a special lapsed donor campaign that goes out usually, you know, once a year. And and usually this special lapsed donor campaign follows a similar pattern. It's sent out in the summer or the fall, which is the downtime for many nonprofits. Now, that alone shows you that winning back lapsed donors is not a huge priority. It's a bit of an afterthought. It's something to do when you have extra time. Um, usually these campaigns have a sort of a we miss you message, you know, just re- reminding donors that they haven't given in a while and updating them on, on maybe new happenings at the nonprofit. And then uh, usually... These campaigns have a weak offer, if any offer at all. Usually it's just like, hey, we miss you. Here's what we went up to. Here's some cool things that went happening. The need is still great. And um, it sure be nice if you came back on the team uh, because we need you to keep doing this good work. Oftentimes it's just focusing on helping the organization do more of its good work. And I think that's probably because we feel maybe a little bit sheepish about giving a donor like a hard offer when we haven't heard from them in a while. we were trying to have a bit of a soft ask and just like, hey, if you come back, we're all on the same team. We can do more of this. That's usually what these Miss You campaigns feel like. And sometimes the overall tone or the subtext has a feeling of, you know, please just don't don't leave us. Now, I admit to having sent out many of these in the past, and they do generate some response, and they're very, very sort of common and popular. If you're doing it this way, don't feel bad. There's nothing super wrong about it. But uh, I've got a better way to share with you, and let's just call it the win back formula. But it's this thing that we've been using, just based on, on some common sense and and fundraising intuition. And uh, it does require more of a time investment, does require more of a money investment, but it is your best foot forward in terms of gaining back lapsed donors. Now, what makes the difference With the organizations that we've worked with on this, is the switch from focusing on what they could get from labs donors, which is a gift, to what they could provide for them. Now, that's a subtle shift um, switching from what can we get from our labs donors to what can we provide for them. So the solution to raising more money from lapsed donors and to win them back is to first stop asking for money. So here's the three steps to the win back formula. Step number one is a gratitude call. Step number two is a value add. And then step number three is your best offer. All right. Step number one is a gratitude call. Step number two is a value add. Step number three is your best offer. So let's look at each of these steps a little bit closer. The gratitude call that you're going to start with. This is the best way to engage a lapsed donor by just picking up the phone and calling her and having a conversation. So whenever possible, this should be your first priority. Now, in our experience, two things hold true for most lapsed donors. Number one they think they have given more uh, or, or more frequently to your organization than they actually have, right? Our, our memories are always remembering the past a little bit rosier than it actually is. Number two is they think they actually have given more recently than they have, which means they don't really consider themselves lapsed. Somebody might be very surprised to hear that their last gift was three years ago, because in their mind, that wasn't maybe all that long ago. They still consider themselves a supporter of what you do. So keeping that in mind, let's look at how to handle the gratitude call you want to lead with a heartfelt and personal thank you. Then you want to pivot to impact a little bit, then listen for an opening to address any of their concerns. Uh, you know, like remembering these top 10 reasons why donors leave. Okay, they didn't feel that we ever told them how their money was used. They, they felt other charities were doing a better job. Um, we never thanked them. They felt like they didn't feel appreciated. Just, just keep those things in mind. And then you want to end with even more gratitude. Now, leading with gratitude gives you a great opening and a reason for calling because you will feel more comfortable if you have a reason for calling the donor and if you can open with that reason. So tell your donor you are simply calling her to thank her personally for her past support. Don't say, oh, I'm just calling everybody who hasn't given and I just wanted to say thank you and give you an update. No, like make this super personal. You're just calling her. I'm just calling you to say thank you for your past support. Now, when you thank her, make sure to use language that acknowledges and thanks her for who she is. Like use words to describe her like like kind, caring, faithful, compassionate, kind hearted, loyal. I think you get the idea. For example, like you've been so kind and caring to do this. I'm so grateful for your compassion and care. You have such a kind heart for supporting the kids or or whatever it is, right? So that's how you want to start. And then let her know the impact she's had and the, and the difference she's made. So whatever you do, again, don't tell your donor that you're calling her as a lapsed donor to check in. Don't tell her you're calling every donor to check in. The purpose of this call is to be highly personal and thank you. So after you thanked her, let her know the impact her giving has made And you can do this by telling a very, very short story about a beneficiary she's helped and what their life is like now that they've gotten the help that they needed. And then just give your donor the credit and just be like, you know, this really couldn't have happened without you. So thank you so, so much. It's a great news story. I thought you should know because you were part of it and and, and you're an important part of this team. And then just listen. If your donor opens the door, you can ask her if she has any questions or concerns. Now, sometimes during these calls, donors will volunteer a piece of information that helps you understand the gaps in your fundraising and why they stopped giving. If the donor is, is, if she's happy to chat with you, don't be afraid to ask her about her motivations and her reasons for giving as well. Just don't ask for money or anything else then end the call by thanking her once again for the good that she's done in the world and for the good person that she is, all right? Thank her for the good she's done in the world and for the good person that she is. And that's it. You've completed the first step of the win-back formula and you're well on your way to having one back a lapsed donor. Now, number two is the value add. And now that you've thanked your donors, it's time to add value to their life. Now, remember, the best way to win back a loud donor is by giving. So you'll want to come up with something valuable. And I want to be super clear about this. I am not talking about branded tote bags, socks, pens, stationery, address labels, or any other kinds of premiums. Um, that's not it, okay? If you use it in your acquisition... That's fine, but that's not what we're talking about here. You need to come up with something that is uh, emotionally valuable for your donor. And that needs to be A, directly related to your mission, and B, something your donor will find interesting and delightful uh, or or surprising. Now, depending on your organization, this can look very different. Um, An organization that provides healthcare to vulnerable people they sent out this really small book written by one of their volunteer doctors. And it's kind of full of interesting and, of course, completely anonymous stories of people that this doctor has served and how the donors uh, were part of that. Um, Another client offered just uh, a live stream of a concert featuring uh, this orchestra made up of students from the schools that that donors supported. Uh, An organization working with gang-involved youth produced a short 30-minute documentary that followed the story of a few of their program participants. A healthcare organization invited labs donors to uh, an exclusive webinar to talk about the latest research in a way... Any donor could understand. An organization that runs an art program, they just sent a small print of an art piece made by a person experiencing homelessness that wasn't big, maybe five by seven uh, with a thank you note on the back and a short story about the person who made the original artwork that, that the print was based off. Now, that's a very, very cost-effective value add, but it is emotionally valuable to the donor. It makes them feel good about their past giving. It's something that they were part of. It connects them to the mission. It reminds them of why it matters and, and why they should care. Now, whatever you decide to offer, it has to be free. It has to be of value, usually emotional value, and it must align with your mission and work. Okay? Don't just... Send something um like a tote bag that if if it's just your logo on it and it has nothing to do with your mission or your work but if you're working with like women in nepal to craft tote bags then of course that is a direct core like directly relates to your mission um but otherwise think of something that is valuable um to your donor that that aligns with your mission and your work When you lead with gratitude and then you add value to a donor's life with something that's surprising and delighting, the power of reciprocity will want your donor to give back to your organization. And that's the next step. And now it's finally time to ask your donor for help. So when we do ask, though, we're going to put forth our best offer. It's not going to be a soft ask. So your best offer, what is your best offer? look back at all your past appeals. Which one performed the best? You might even have a tested and proven letter that you use for direct mail acquisition. Um, The reason it's it's still your direct mail acquisition letter is because it's beaten out other letters, so you know it works. Or you might have a strong year-end or holiday or Christmas appeal that you slightly tweak every year. Whatever your best performing appeal is, that's the one you should be sending to your lab's donors because it's already a proven winner, which means you are putting your best foot forward. Now, keep in mind that while donor uh, reactivation is more effective than cold acquisition, it can still be a costly endeavor, right? Like especially if you follow this formula and you're investing time in calling and then sending a value add and in sending an ask, you don't want to spend all this money On people that potentially um, you have no shot of, of winning back. So keep these two things in mind. One, just start with a lower ask amount. Like, yes, like fundraising success comes from upgrading donors over time, but this is not the right place to ask for a higher gift. Keep your offer and your ask string fairly low. You are optimizing for response rate, not for average gift size. Okay, so keep that in mind. Number two, Start with donors that have a longer giving history with your organization or those with higher gift amounts, those who have made higher annual gifts in the past. Now, somebody who was making annual gifts, you know, from $100 and up is probably probably more likely to respond than somebody who was giving you $10 a year. That's not to put a value judgment on on somebody who gives $100 versus $10. Um, It's just an indication, um, broadly and generally speaking, of how invested they were in your organization. Now, for some people, $10 a year is a lot and it means a, a large investment. But generally and broadly speaking you want to start with people who were giving you um, higher annual gifts than those who were giving you lower annual gifts. And in our experience, the lapsed donors who are most likely to respond with a gift are also the ones that have been in your donor file for a longer amount of time and they've given multiple gifts. So you do have to be choosy on who you're going to try to reactivate if you're going to use this win-back formula and if you're going to invest the time in calling people and giving them a value add and then sending the best offer. Now, your return is going to be much higher if you choose the win-back formula, but you should start with those donors who are most likely to reply with a gift. So what should you do with the rest? What should you do with the donors who, who maybe don't fit that category? Um, these are donors who either were like lower value donors and, and just haven't given in a while, or donors who just made one or two gifts and then never gave again. So. With that file, what I would do is I would actually skip steps one and two in this formula. Um, I would not call them um, because you're going to have restraints in terms of time and who you can call. And I would not necessarily send them a value add if you have restraints in that area. Um, if you don't, I would still call them and send them a value add. But if you have restraints, um, I would not. And I would just skip steps one and two and just send them your best offer uh at thanksgiving or the holidays or or the year end depending on your cause um you know like homeless missions thanksgiving is huge uh some other causes year end is big christmas is big some causes easter is big or some other holiday just know that at some point a lapsed donor is truly a lapsed donor so if you've engaged them multiple times and you've sent them your best offer at the best time when most donors respond um Just know that at some point, a lapsed donor is truly a lapsed donor. And that's why you should also have a strong new donor acquisition program in place. Now, that's all I've got for you today. Remember that your lapsed donors are wonderful people who've already shown that they care about the problem you're trying to solve in the world. So you can ignore them, um, but ignore them at your own peril. Know that you are leaving money on the table. And you are missing out on a chance to engage with a lot of people who are like your kind of people because they care about the things that you care about. I want to thank you for listening to the Build Good podcast brought to you by Build Good and 5MinuteFundraisingFix.com. Uh, I rarely talk to you about Build Good, which is, which is the fundraising agency I run. But I do want to let you know that we are also planning for what the rest of the year is going to look like for us. And we're we're basically building some things for you. We're, we're trying to find ways to share... Everything we are learning with clients and our work, and making sure we can pass those learnings on to you in a way that you can actually apply it to raise more money. So I'll keep you posted on that. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm your host, Mike Dirksen, cheering you on as you build good in the world.